This is Stan and Carl with A Word Fitly Spoken. This is a privately funded podcast, and yet we need your support, not with money, but with your prayers, that this ministry accomplishes two things. One is that we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and second, that this is a platform for Christians to be able to tell their story. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and like us. This makes our podcast much easier for others to find on Stitcher and iTunes and iHeartRadio and anywhere that podcasts are playing. This recording and the material within it is copyrighted and any rebroadcast or use of the material without expressed written consent is strictly prohibited. Hello and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken with Carl and Stan. We are here to bring you the good news, give some reports from the local mission field, and to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So sit back, listen, and enjoy A Word Fitly Spoken. Well, hello everybody and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken. We're here at Winds Baptist Church on a beautiful Saturday morning, and we're just so excited. Uh, Carl and I are very close to these two ladies that are here today. Kathy Rector is our choir director here at Winds Baptist Church, and Sharon Nunn is uh, the piano player, a musician um, here. We are really excited to hear their story. I, I know a lot of you know these people, but we want to get a little deeper. One is know and understand uh, about their Christian walk and their faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and as well as the um, ministries that they're involved with. So let, let's just begin with Kathy, if we can. So, uh, Kathy, when did you be, uh, first come to know Christ as your Savior? I was about eight years old. It was during the summer of 1969, during vacation Bible school. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. That makes you 29, you know that. It does, yeah. yeah I tell okay. you, I would have been for my age then. <laughs> there I... you go. <laughs> so, it was at Bible school. Was there a teacher? Was it the pastor? Something one of the kids said? I'm sure it was one of the teachers. We used yeah. to do our vacation Bible schools during the morning time. Okay. And um, so, it was like... From nine to twelve, I'm gonna say, and it was just the Holy Spirit. There I'm you go. You, and it was a great week that week, and I just remember learning so much about Jesus and thinking, "Oh my, this is the time." And yeah. it was natural. So yeah, that's why Vacation Bible School is so special. Yeah, to that, me. that joy of that, of that salvation just yes. comes flowing through, and you just can't stop. You oh, that's just wonderful. can't stop it. That's right. That's great. Now, was it? it Wins or was it was it a, a wins? Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow! I've been coming here since I was about two years old. My grandparents used to pick me up on the corner up here of Greenwood okay. and Winds Church. Good. I lived there on the corner, and um, and they would pick me up and bring me to Sunday school every Sunday. And then when I was old enough, Sunday night service, I would walk home. And so I've been here. So it's it really wins is in your blood. Yes, it that is. That is yeah. just fantastic. Very special place for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so, Sherry, let's let's hear your story. How did you get to know Christ as your personal savior? Well, my story is a little more complicated. Um, my uh, family. Well, I was invited to Bible school here at Winds okay. years ago. And I was about eight or nine, and my family started coming because of Bible school here. They came and saw the youth 
ministry here and were so impressed with it they wanted their girls to be part of that so so we started coming and when I was nine full service with my mom who had just been saved and I was I was kind of led down the aisle and prayed with and but I don't think I really understood what was going on until after and then I was baptized and and I did kind of understand it afterwards but when it was happening I was just kind of you know, I didn't really know what was going on. And then it wasn't until I was 29 and mm-hmm. I was going through a really, really rough period in my life. It kind of hit bottom and I was on my knees and I said, I need to nail this down because right. I don't know if I'm saved or not. Yeah. You know, I remember that, but I wasn't really certain in my mind and in my heart. And so I gave my life to Christ all over again, and I ended up getting baptized again, not because I needed to, but I just wanted to. It was that symbolized it to me that I had finally come to Christ and, and nailed that down and made the right choice. So, well, you know, it's funny, um, Linda Duke, you, you both know them, she's mentioned many times how when she was first thought she was saved, she had the head salvation, but she didn't mm-hmm. have the heart salvation, mm-hmm. exactly, and she needed to come to that. It, it, that's happened to a lot of people. And but it's it is a beautiful story in, in in the fact that you know early on as a child you may not grasp all of it right. you know and actually there's a lot of adults that come to Christ but they may not grasp all of it and I don't know that we necessarily have to that's right yeah you know but as long as we have that faith that faith in Christ we admit that we're a sinner believe that Jesus died for us and commit our lives to Him you do those things and. You're you're in you're golden, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a beautiful story. Your 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 stories are very similar. I mean, in in, in the fact that you both at that VBS and both yeah. around the same age, mm-hmm. I think it's together. Right. Did you get girls know each other growing up? Then we did. We did. Yes, yeah. we sure did. Wow. Yep. Were you friends then? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we knew each other. I don't think you know we went to the same schools, but we weren't really in the same circles. Right. But yeah. We knew yeah. Each other. I was a couple right. years Church older together. than Sharon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just a wonderful story. Uh, so now, a bit of what led Kathy to, to win. It was your family was already here, right? Mm-hmm. My grandparents were. Your grandparents here, yes. were already here, and and actually, to this day, your your mom and your your in laws, yeah. they're all here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. just a wonderful four generations thing. right now. Yeah, yeah. thank and, you, Jesus. And I do know a little bit about how you came to wins, but why don't you tell us that side of the story? Um, well, Education Bible School, my family decided to come here because right. they were so impressed with the youth program. And my family has been here since I was like nine years old, right. serving and, and just being really active in the church. And I was here serving as well. Had moved away for a while. I was in Texas for a while and then came back and um, married my, my current husband and had my boys. And um, then... Husband, you got another one planned? No. Oh, I, okay. I, 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 I Joking, I just... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at another church and got married, and we were active there for a while. And then I just heard that here at Winds, they were, you know, Pastor um, Jeff had come on, and right. I knew him from Grove Avenue Baptist, and they were looking for a musician. And so I remember coming up here and talking to Pastor Jeff and saying, you know, I hear you're looking for a musician, and I'd love to apply for the job. And so they brought me in for an interview, and Kathy was here, and oh, that's great. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it just all kind of worked out. Yeah. I kind of felt like I came back home. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so. you, and she did. You guys are, blend so well. I mean, it, you can tell that you're a team that's not yeah. just like any other team. You really, you almost think alike. 
in a way you go about so much of what you do. Yeah. So I, I think, oh, that's just amazing. I everything. think it's because we both had the same goal, the same focus. It's not about us. It's yeah. about him and yes. doing our best and giving him our excellence and yeah. all the other stuff beneath that is not that important. I think I can count on one hand or yeah. maybe two fingers the two times we've had any kind of a run-in or disagreement about anything right, right. in 18 and years in 18 years so yeah. that's the yeah. like not the right. what it was about exactly. because it wasn't important it was so right yeah and you just have to have the right heart attitude about it so this ministry's been going on now for 18 years together the two yes, years. together so and in that 18 years you've seen it all just about right I mean, We've some crazy, crazy things, some some <laughs> positives, some some negatives, but together you've been able to grow. Yes. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things that is obvious in the growth is when you first started, you had one, one choir, correct? Correct. And that was the Sanctuary Choir, The Sanctuary correct? Choir, yes. But now we're talking about uh, four choirs. Yes. All together. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit how that happened. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, there are four choirs here. There's the Little Lambs. The ma- uh, the masterpiece choir, the set apart, and then sanctuary. So yes. let's start with Little Lambs. When did that begin, and how did that get started? Um, I think all those choirs were laid on my heart when we went to the pastors conference. Those choirs, Little Lambs and Masterpiece Kids, are about fourteen years old, and set apart started two thousand eleven. Okay. So and yeah, that that okay. came to fruition from. The conference. So, so. The, the conference that, Kathy, that you were speaking about, yeah. that was the one you went in 2003? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, just a little bit of background on that. I see. So the two of you had been together about a year right, right. at that point. Mm-hmm. And you had found out about the pastor's conference and you had an opportunity to go. Yes. Is that right? So tell yeah. us a little bit about what happened at the pastor's conference. Just well, bring this. Pastor Brower had been there several times before right. okay. um, we went. So he encouraged Sharon and I to go and just thought we would you know, glimpse a whole lot of good stuff from there, and he was correct. And so from that point on, we get, we got there, and um, Jacksonville has, well, First Baptist Jacksonville has about, I guess, was it, was it like 10,000, Sharon, so. um, in their congregation? And, and it's where pastors, it's, you know, for pastors to come and get revived and renewed and refreshed and That's just right. some, and listen to some really great speakers. And then they have separate seminars for the rest of your staff to attend. And so that's what that's what we went there for. So Rodney Brooks, my hero, the <laughs> music director that was there at the time, he's now at um, Earl Stanley. Oh, okay. And so... Um, so he's associated with In Touch Ministries. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so he was just... Just amazing. Their orchestra was probably almost 200. Their wow. choir was about 350. <laughs> wow. <That's laughs> and they amazing. sung the song. So I always leave there with a song. That particular year, it was Thou, O Lord. Oh, yes. yes. So we came back. I love that And we song. did Thou, O Lord. It took us. They memorized that piece that year. Yeah. And so we, we brought that piece back with us. But and our little choir <laughs> of like 20-some people. Yeah. They didn't hold a candle to us. They're 300 and some people no. quiet. Oh, yeah, my goodness. That's okay, but Not our little even. choir rocked that. Oh, piece. my gosh. And they rock today, they honestly. Do. I'm yeah. serious. So then, so we just, we got to experience their children's ministry there, and, and we met their children's music director, and 
which the children's choirs you have to know were just as large as the sanctuary choir. Really? And wow. and they put on huge presentations. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean Christmas musicals, but they also do a children's musical like in the summertime that is just but yeah, so when we came back from there, I mean I was just Mm, we were on fire walking the shard. We were on fire. Of course, Sharon had been, she was already serving at Grove, which is was is larger yeah. than we are. Right. So she already experienced some of the stuff, maybe obviously on a smaller scale, but not as small as the scale no. I was used to, okay? Right. Right. So when I went there, and just the worship, and just the, just how they did everything was just, it was beyond beyond, as what a, Priscilla Shire would say. Yeah, what a great way yeah. to just get revived, oh and my gosh. Just rejuvenated, and feel that joy right. know, just running through you. And you just want to tell the world, yeah. right? And but you oh. can't like I, I would talk to my husband every day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'd say you would not believe, and you just could not. You you brought it back with you, but you just people had to go and experience. That, it there you go, yeah. exactly. I think one of the things that impressed me the most about them is that it's like everybody had a job to do, and they did it. Like right from yes. the person who greeted you when you walked in the door to the little lady who handed out the ketchup packets yes. in the cafeteria. There you go. Yeah. You know, she handed out those ketchup packets and she made you feel like you were the only person in the world. Yeah. And they all just took their their jobs, big or small, so seriously. Well, yes. Well, but because of why they're doing exactly. it. Exactly. Right? If yes. they're doing it for his service, it, there is no such thing as small jobs or big jobs in the Lord's service. Yeah. It's all It's all important. Yes, it and, is. And, and it's especially, and when you approach it from that perspective, oh man, people feel it. Like right. I said. Right. And, you know, isn't that just incredible? And then one of the, one of the major things that Sharon and I experienced was when we were sitting in the cafeteria at that big round table with those older people that were probably in their 70s. This was the the turn of the the and the contemporary music, oh, okay? Okay. So, this is where and and this was huge for Sharon and me. The wisdom that came out of these people. We're sitting at this big table and they're sharing, you know, they they I came out when they switched from the to the contemporary, you know, using mm-hmm. how did it Mm-hmm. And it broke their hearts because these were people that had been in the church, you know. Their, and so you didn't have a choice to, you know, change, come, like it or not. But you don't change of changing either. Right. And so we learned from them because that's why the hymnals are still in our pews today. Good. Because... Their hearts were so broken on how they handled that situation yeah. in their churches. And these were like two different churches, but like four or five, six different older couples that yeah. were sharing, you know, how they just love the hymns and now they don't sing them at all. Yeah. And and that they just mm-hmm. came in and, and just went right with the contemporary music. Sharon and I, we are very um, objective, I feel like, when it comes to trying to blend our worship here. Um, No, we're not going to please everyone, but yet we're not here to please man. No. And and I think, you know, our best to, and and some are really going to love it, and some may not. Well, this is something that's really been on my heart this week. 
just thinking about talking to you guys about, you know, the different styles of worship. It's become such a big thing in churches. You know, mm-hmm. some people want the old hymns and because they're so beautiful. Yes. And they really, the way they were written, they were inspired by God. I mean, they're just, they're timeless. And then you have, like, from the period from the 70s into the 90s where you get all these little praise choruses, the, the songs that right. people call the 7-Eleven songs, right. you know, the seven words sung 11 times. Yeah. But they <laughs> have their place, too. They do. And then the more modern worship that we're hearing that's being written now has more of the depth mm-hmm. and the meat that the hymns had. Right. You have more more verses and more, it's personal, you know, more reflecting inward at ourselves and exactly. how God is there for us. But there's also music that's very glorifying to him. And I think all of that music has its place in a worship service. Um, distinguish one from the other. It's it's all encompassing. We might start <clears throat> and then do a couple of more contemporary songs and then end with one of those 7-Eleven songs, like end right. with the chorus of Alleluia, because it just kind of, right. you don't have to think about reading the words off the page. You, it just is worship that just happens. Well, Christian music, traditionally, uh, it, it, it's a cultural thing, but it's also mm-hmm. a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And in knowing that, and in any congregation, I, I hope, you have you have um, people representing all those different generations that are, that right. are there. And yeah. churches to appeal to all people. Right. I relate this challenge to one that happened when I was a kid. I grew up in a very small country church where my grandfather went. He didn't have a piano. And I remember when the, you finally got a piano, about half the church was ready to walk out. Oh they did oh. not want instruments in there. Why? Because they never had been for the last 60, 70 years that they had been right. there. It's the same argument on a different with a different perspective. And honestly, uh, there's not a Sunday that goes by that you don't see a, a mix of all of that here. Plus, with the early service here at Winds, for those who don't know, at Winds, in the early services is more for that younger generation. The younger generations, you're going to get a lot more of the present day music, and right. maybe some of the Seven Elevens. I'm not sure. I, I haven't really been in that service in a while. And the later service, the eleven o'clock service. Uh, we get a lot of the traditional with some of this other mixed in as right. well. Right. I, I personally think you do a phenomenal job, and I love all those music. There's certain artists I don't care for as right. much as others, exactly. but, yes. but that's who cares? Yeah. The bottom line is that the song is edifying and praising right. our Lord and Savior, then what does it matter? And that people figure out that worship is more than a song. It is. Right. It's more than a song. It, you're I, absolutely right. I think about David writing the Psalms. You look through yeah. Psalms. There are so many different styles there. He has the, the really uplifting, joyful praise yep. ones that are yeah. short, and they repeat the same phrases over and over again. That's right. And then there's the more, you know, glorifying of God, you yeah. know, and, and who God is and his character and just lifting him up. And then there's some that came from a very dark place. Right. You know, where he's crying out to God right. and asking for God to intervene and for forgiveness and, and for grace. And all of those styles, I mean, way back in King David's time. That's right. You know, and we still have that today. And so. All those messages are being echoed today in today's music. Right. Every single one yes. of them. The times when you're in that low place to the times yep. you just want to shout from the mountaintop. Right. In all those songs. And hallelujah, we have it all you know what That's I'm saying? That's right. Absolutely. It's an exciting time in, in leading worship because we have so many resources oh available to us. Exactly. We didn't have, you know, even 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. you're taking those resources and blending them into today's music with the, all the choirs. So we've got the- Our conversations with Kathy Rector and Sharon Nunn 
uh, were truly a lot of fun, and uh, so much so that we will continue even with more from them in our next podcast. If you're interested in joining the choir, you can reach out to Kathy from the church website, which is winsbc.org, which is W-I-N-N-S, B is in Baptist, C is in church, dot org. Uh, and there's a special section in there on, on the website that gives you details on the choirs. But you can uh, reach uh, Kathy by email through the church email, which is info at winsbc.org. That's info at winsbc.org. Or you can call the church at 804-798-5512. We truly hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast and were blessed by it. And as you go through your week, just remember, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver. Have a blessed day.